Grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle, pay the price, want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, bro. all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle, pay the price, want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, bro. I'm married to this guy, that's who I made my wife, said I'd die alone, I told that bitch she probably right. One thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life. Got a safe that's full of pranklets and a shoulder full of stripes. I don't know a nigga like myself. I say self-made, meaning I design myself. County jail fade, you can pull my foul yourself. Spot rain, swallow rocks, I'm getting high myself. Nah, damn right, I like the life I built. West side 60, shit, I might got killed. Standing so tall, they think I might got stills. Legendary baller like Mike, like Will. 96 Impala, thug like four wheels. Up against the wall, squabble at Fox Hills. Like a motherfucking boss, ask me how I feel. Successful street nigga touching their first meals. Whoa. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday, and welcome, welcome back to another episode of Uproot on Air, and we are in season two, and we're doing things much differently this year. It's been a while, but we have a reason for why we do what we do. So, as always, Uproot on Air is being brought to you by East Broadcast Network, in association with Uproot INC and King and Foster King and Domestic Services, and I am your host, Antoine Dean. And we are going to get into something really, really near and dear to us. Our first topic, we're going to talk about what happened with the case with Antoine Rose's killer, Michael Rosenfield. He was acquitted. We'll get into that. And everybody knows that the activist, the brother, the musician, the father, the son, Nipsey Hussle was murdered on Sunday. We're going to talk about that. Attributed those two gentlemen. Mr. Antoine Rose and Nipsey Hussle. Then we're going to talk about why we do this podcast. And the last topic is getting informed. So we're a little somber, but we're still going to try to do our podcast because we know that it's important to always stay positive, stay focused. So sit back, relax, and get ready for another 30 minutes with Uproot on Air and me, Antoine Dean. And we'll be back after this break.
All right, guys, welcome back from the break. Welcome back from the break. Topic number one. Now, I'm a little sad to say this, but on March 22nd, 2019, the killer of Antoine Rose, former officer Michael Rosefield, was acquitted. A jury found him not guilty of murdering Antoine Rose, who was 17 years old at the time. As you all know, Rose was shot in the back while running away from Roseville just last year in the summertime. Now, after a few days of the trial, the verdict came back not guilty. Let's take a look at what happened. The prosecutors presented that Rosenfield did not have any probable cause, any reason for shooting Antoine. He did not present Antoine did not present any danger to the officer at the time frame. The threat of deadly force used by an officer in a line of duty is strictly to stop the threat from great bodily harm injury to himself or a person or someone else. And because Antoine Rose was running away, he was trying to get away from being incarcerated and handcuffed and everything that comes with that. He wasn't presenting a threat, but the officer says he feared for his life. He also went on to say he thought he had something in his hand, but he was running away. Now, the prosecution said this was taken away from Roseville because Antoine was actually, again, running away from him. So there shouldn't be any threat. He shouldn't have been in fear for his life, but he testified that he feared for his life and that he didn't want to be attacked. And what does that mean? So he pulled over this vehicle that was described as being in a drive-by shooting a few minutes earlier. And he actually saw, according to his testimony, there was bullets in the, uh, the, the, the back of the vehicle, the windshield, and in the, the rear um, window. The prosecution explained, if you feared for your life, you're doing a felony stop, but you did not wait for your backup to arrive during this kind of stop. During a felony stop, there are certain precautions that an officer is supposed to take into consideration to ensure that nobody gets hurt and or killed. And he didn't follow procedures, but he says that he did. And he claimed that he was in fear of his life, but he got out with this vehicle that fit the description of suspects that were possibly involved in an armed situation, an armed encounter, a drive-by. So being as a law enforcement, that doesn't sound like someone in fear of his life. And I'm just going to be candid with you. If I felt like there were people in a vehicle that I'm pulling over that had weapons on them, was involved in a possible armed robbery or something considered to be violent with a gun, I'm not going to get out with that person or person by myself. But in this particular incident, it sounds like to me, from just his encounter, sounds like that was somebody looking for an opportunity to use that force because he got out with these people by himself. Now, given the circumstances going on, an officer with any type of sense would not continue to engage with two possible armed suspects by themselves. That risk to the officer and the suspects is a great chance to take. And what do I mean by that? It could go what extremely bad, just like it did, versus you following procedures, getting more help on the scene, overwhelming the people is more likely 
to have them not to try anything if that's what they were going to do. But most people just want to get away. And if you use this as an opportunity for deadly force, you're not going to wait for backup or you're not going to do what's properly need to be done. You're not going to do what you're trained to do using a, a, a felony traffic stop. Most felony traffic stops don't go textbook, but they have a procedure that you follow for a reason. And he didn't follow that. He got out with these suspects. He didn't know who they was. He didn't know how many people was in the car. He don't know what they were armed with. So he was taking a great risk by doing that. That does not sound like somebody that feared for his life. So when these suspects get out of the car and start running, he's already got his weapon out, which is what you do when you're doing a felony stop. But as the threat runs away from you, you're firing. So then they say witnesses heard him say, why do I do that? Why do I do that? Why did I, why did I shoot him? Why did I do that? And all these things. Well, I can tell you at this point in time frame, he knows what he did was wrong. Yeah. And now you're in trouble for it. So you're going to make it sound like you're afraid. You're going to make it sound like that you're concerned when in reality, your actions that you took caused a young man's life to be taken and it was necessary for you to do that. So now you have to feel some type of way about that, which is the wrong step to take. Now, running from the police is a bad idea. But in instances like this, where you're not presenting a immediate threat, deadly force should not be used. And that's what the prosecution was trying to get over to the jury, but it did not happen that way. They acquitted him and found him not guilty of murdering the 17-year-old man who was simply trying to get away. Now, like I said, he was found not guilty. And during that time frame that the case was going on, the trial was going on, a lot of people protested afterwards. And rightfully so, they protested and they did not understand why, after all of this time frame, after all of that evidence that was presented, why he was not found guilty of murdering. So as a community, what do we do? That's the question. Well, first, we must start with our youth. We have to teach them the best practices, and we also have to teach them what their rights are. And as I said earlier, running from the police has never been a good idea for anybody to do, especially for us. However, what's been going on in the media and TV for the last five years is not a problem that just has arisen. We have always had problems in our communities, neighborhoods, towns, etc., with those type of police in it. And as long as we allow our children to run the streets, either recreationally, recreationally, sorry, or otherwise, we have to give them the tools to make it safely home. The police have been trained to look for what they call criminal behavior, and our youth have been vilified by the stereotypes and environments created for them. And I do not agree with that training. That's why we started Uproot. But we have to start at home first. We must teach the youth the best practices when dealing with the police and law enforcement and all. We have to change the narrative for them, and we have to give them the tools to do that until we are able to change the narrative in law enforcement. And how do we do that? We have to change the face of it. We have to change the face in it, the face running it, the laws created by it, and the people in it. 
and the training standards have to be changed. It all has to be uprooted. We do not need any more of our youth being brutalized, unjustly killed, and rights violated. Ever. And we'll be back after this break. Niggas talk, I'ma shine Might have been way before it's time 
posted with my back against the wall. Life is a bitch, but she mine. The rag six dose, yeah, it's mine. The west side too, yeah, it's mine. What you know about your poster on the wall at the dealership? Leaving the bed, legs trembling. Getting banged on for your penalties. What you know about your response be the reason you exist? Lucky I ain't get caught up in the twist. Young nigga, blue pager on my hip, so. As the champagne spill and the car accelerate and the feet gon' cry. I'll be going to the bank at least three, four times. Get handshakes from the branch managers. We keep doing fly shit when the cameras cut. Double up. Yeah. Three or four times. I ain't telling no lies. I just run it up. Never let a hard time over us. Double up. I ain't telling no lies, I just. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't telling no lies, I just. Five, four, three, two, that's time. I got to you, that money. My dreams come true. My life in diamonds. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? song you just heard was from one of our late brothers, Mr. Nipsey Hussle, who was killed on Sunday. He was a good father. He was a brother. He was a son. He was a friend. He was an entertainer and an activist who worked tirelessly in his community to make it better. Now, I never had the pleasure of being able to meet the man, but I was told by people who knew him that he was a great pillar in his community. Brother Nipsey Hussle was murdered without any answers at this time. They only say that they have a possible suspect who is at large, who they're saying his name is Eric Holder. And they haven't released any further details into why they believe it was him um, and why he did what he did. Again, there are not a lot of answers. No matter who did it, but no matter how it was done, there are so many theories on how it transpires. The fact of the matter is, is the life of a good soul was taken and it was unnecessary and it is very sad. Very, very sad. This place is now missing a good soul. To his family, we give our condolences. And to his children, we say to you, be as great and or better than he. If you can continue to the work that he was doing in the community in which he lived, 
and the community which he served. And we wish you a safe journey to your next place, brother. And the rest of this podcast is going to be dedicated to you and all other victims of violence who have been killed untimely. And we'll be back after this break. from the break and that was another clip from a good song from the good brother now as we continue to spread facts versus misinformation again we want to remind you why we're doing why we're doing what we're doing the podcasts the lectures the questions and answers the everything that we're doing from the programs that we're working with the kids the podcast is just another tool used to help bring more awareness to law enforcement behavior and how we as a community can heal, fix it. A lot of it takes time and it takes a lot of effort because a lot we cannot say on social media outlets, the podcast is the, for us, it's like radio. It's free speech. We create the podcast. We broadcast it ourselves with our own broadcast network, which is East Broadcast Network. Uproot INC is the organization that works on spreading the facts but the podcast and the the broadcast is how we channel it we give you the truth and sometimes the truth is not pretty and sometimes it's not warm and fuzzy but in order for us to help you and help to get it out to get you to understand and realize what's really going on we have to give you the truth and the truth about it and how we can solve the problems there are enough people with the bottom lines and agendas feeding you the bull crap that you don't need and they do that all day every day And we're not here to do that. There are enough people who just don't know about it and still tell you anything to push their agendas. They want to be first. They get it out first. Not the truth, but to just do it first. We're not going to do that here. If we do something wrong, if we say something wrong, if we get it wrong, we're going to come back and we're going to fix it. Because that's how you fix your mistakes. You learn from things. You get up when you fall down and you fix it. And if you don't think that we're doing a good enough job or doing enough, then tell us so that we can do more to help you, more to help the community. We will not get mad. I promise you. The only reason why we're doing it is because we love you guys, because somebody loves us. Somebody loved us when we was out there working hard and, and trying to make a difference in the community. We love those guys out there that's really trying to do the good jobs. We've got family, we've got friends, and we've got all types of people that we care about still working in that profession. And there's some real dangers out there for them. But there's also real dangers out there from people who are dealing with really bad law enforcement officers. And we have to get rid of those people. 
And we have to get rid of those people with the facts. And we have to get rid of those people with people who want to replace them that don't want to harm anybody. It's not looking for an opportunity to shoot somebody because they can and then say, oh, I was afraid afterwards. <laughs> Give me don't get don't take me wrong. That job is hard. It is hard and it's dangerous and nobody wants to do it. That's the problem is the people that do it. They know nobody wants to do it. They know that people need them. So they get away with a lot of stupid and unnecessary things because of the fact. But if we replace that mentality and the people that's in it with the right kinds of people doing the right types of things in the right positions, I guarantee that stuff will go away. But it takes time and it takes you and it takes me and it takes everybody working to get this thing eradicated and fixed. We have to affect real change, but we need real people to do it. And that's where we're here. That's why we do this podcast, because I'm not the nicest guy on the planet. I don't say some of the most tactful things all the time, but I do my best because that's the best that I can do. And we'll be back after this break. guys we are going to close it out and again this podcast was dedicated to our good brother nipsey hustle who was murdered on sunday and the young man antoine rose whose killer was exonerated and acquitted for murdering him so our hearts our thoughts and our love goes out to their family and we will continue to build bridges for a better way of doing things but as always, we are a nonprofit organization and we thrive on helping you help us. So go to our website, www.uprootinc1.com. Don't just follow us. Don't just share us. Don't just like us. Help us make a difference. But do all of those things also. If you want to be on the podcast, go to the website. If you want to be a uh, sponsor of the organization to help us move forward and to do more for our community, also go to the website. If you want to send us a shout out, if you want us to do whatever you need us to do, we're here to help you do it because we're here for you, our community. Every Tuesday, our podcast airs. It's been a while since we've done a new one, but we had some other things we were working on. We're trying to do more things for this community, and sometimes it takes a lot of effort. It's just a few of us working out here and until we get bigger and, and better and stronger, we got to do what we can do. So don't forget to check us out. www.uprootinc1.com every Tuesday. Even if we're not airing a brand new podcast, you can still go back and listen to the previous podcast that we've done for season one. Season two is bigger and better and brighter. and We're doing better things, but we need your help to continue to make a difference. So every Tuesday at 7 p.m., new time, new place, every 
time we do this. We do this with you in mind. So until we talk to you again, have a good week and stay safe. Ha, 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 ha.